1: he's a son of a gun and neck to catch a wave who's still on the bridle on the outside in the shadow roll eight meters then the racing time but then five meters so he's charlie's angel now catch a wave zooms up and goes to the lead by three or four meters and has hardly been let off the bridle he's a son of a gun running a great race in second but that is a fantastic first up win catch a wave on the bridle. Couldn't have been more impressive. Yeah, Can we
2: you? know how good he is when he's on song. And the pleasing aspect about that, Chris, is that a lot of his previous wins were seen him high speed off the arm. He had to do a bit of work yesterday and just powered away to win their first up. Good morning. How are you, Chris? No, just waiting for Chris Barsby uh, to link up with us. It's not with us at the moment. Darren Clayton is... How are you, Darren? Yeah, well, thanks, Steve. How are you today? I'm well, but uh, you've been a fan of this horse for some period of time as well. And I said this morning on social media, we're sort of blessed to have Leap to Fame, um, Catch a Wave, and also Captain Ravishing as well. They're all pretty exciting when they're when they're firing.
3: Yeah, they certainly are, and. Uh... The fact, like you mentioned, that he was able to do it a little bit different to what we've seen of him, um, he's still, um, you know, he's had a bit to learn along the way. And early doors, it was a, a suggestion that he was actually better than uh, Leap to Fame. Or we didn't get to see him through the Derby Series. He wasn't able to step up there. He's had that bit of a break now, and he, he's come back in good order. That was a pretty pretty smart win there last night at Kilmore. So um, Andy Gath, he, he knows how to train a good horse. Um, I think just getting catch a wave to settle a little bit more, especially over that middle distance. So that was twenty one hundred and eighty last night. So um, that I guess was probably the most pleasing aspect of the of his performance.
2: Mm, he's won twelve from fifteen now. And Chris Barsby is with us. How are you, Chris?
1: I'm well, Steve, a false start there, so we're RODM now, but uh, we're here and uh, good to see him catch away back in the winners' circle. Yeah,
2: there's a nice horse that won the previous race, though, Chris, even though it didn't look overly impressive, but got it done interest-free.
1: Yeah, nice horse. He's been competing at a high level all the way through the season. So probably a rung or two below those ones that you just mentioned, the likes of Captain a Ravishing Leap to Fame a Wave. But uh, you'd love to have a horse like him in the stable. He's a great money spinner for connections. And he's
2: won 15 races from 34. Ryan Spice is with us.
0: Morning Nine, boys, good morning.
1: Merry Christmas. G'day Chris, yeah, how are indeed. you? Indeed, very well. You've survived Melbourne.
0: Yeah, the liver took a battering, but we're back in Queensland safe and sound.
1: I'll swap that for the uh, the account of mine. Uh, with Emma Stewart not training the winner, it was a complete uh, wipeout.
0: Oh, well, these things happen.
2: Bit of a rough result, or did you give it a chance, getting, getting close to the race, Ryan?
0: Yes, Steve, I certainly thought from the barrier draw and with the way Jason Grimson's able to peak his horses for the right races, I certainly thought the winner was a huge hope.
1: Well, we've got plenty of feature racing this weekend. Gloucester Park tonight. We've got the Golden Nugget, the Group 1 four-year-old feature. Alex Park tonight with a couple of features. Copy that. Steps out. Uh, we've got the Group 1 Mayor's feature, the Queen of Hearts. Invercargill tomorrow. Self-assured's going around in the Cup there. Uh, a number of good quality races there. Captain Tom's a horse I'm keen to see again. And then Cranbourne tomorrow night, uh, we've got the, the Trotters Cup and the Pacing Cup. Ryan, that Pacing Cup looks really deep, that field.
0: Chris, it looks like another nightmare race to try and sort out plenty of chances few that you can eliminate yeah it's it's too hard for me
1: okay we've got a great night of racing coming up here at Albion park tomorrow night as well 10 races christmas cups are the features the trotters cup that's a stand start the uh, mobile feature for the open class pacers that looks a race for mac da vinci to lose but the other highlight tomorrow night is the members cup race number seven and i want to pull apart this race so darren it's a good card of racing here tomorrow night overall
3: Yeah, certainly is there's some um horses in good form too like that opening race is going to be a good race as well um over the 2138 the trot is a you know capacity field trot i found that a really hard race to assess i think you could make a case for any number of of horses out of that so it's certainly going to be a great night and like you said that members cup um would have loved to have seen midnight calm draw anywhere other than barrier eight but uh that certainly makes it interesting now
1: well it it adds to the intrigue the fact that he's got that tricky draw the inside of the second row just looking at it uh, as well ryan that that uh, christmas cup for aqua constructions the, the free-for-all race mac da Vinci, a dollar fifty with tab right now will he start any shorter or is that about the limit for him
0: Chris,
3: I think they'll crunch him once again. I, I could easily see him starting as short as a dollar thirty. Do you agree, Darren? Yeah, I, I'm not really sure to be honest. Like off the back of that win last time out, you'd probably suggest that's his quote at the moment. But yeah, if if the money does come, or how much shorter does he get? I I thought he'd be around about the dollar fifty to dollar sixty mark. But the deeper you look into it. The really only danger is Black Sedans and Black Sedans probably not known too much for his 2600 meter form although that said he did have one good run in the winter um, in one of the lead up races I think it was the Lucky Creed uh, where he found the front on that occasion and was only just run down in the up the passing lane by Spirit of St Louis so I guess Bucks Dance needs to lead, but I don't think he does lead. So that puts it fairly in Vinci's court to lose.
1: OK. Just going back to that Members' Cup, uh, I'll ask you both this same question, but, Darren, I'll go first with you. H- who will start favourite in the Members' Cup tomorrow night?
3: Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a tricky question. Um... Heston Zoolander, off the back of his win at Redcliffe last time out, um, he's gone 154 out in front. So you'd expect him to get the lead Congo line, not particularly quick out from the front, and he he does have good middle distance form. So that sort of puts it in his favour. But Midnight Calm, he's absolutely flying. He can do no more wrong than uh, you know. He's had four start or four wins since arriving, all been brilliant. It's just that draw. He ends up three-fence, so he has to come around them, you would expect at some point. Um, I always find it hard um, betting into a into a horse that's starting favourite when the map suggests it's going to be minimum three-fence.
1: OK, Ryan, who, who do you think will start favourite in race seven tomorrow night?
0: Chris, I think it might be sort of $4.50, $5 the field, really. it's It's, it's wide open. I think there's seven or eight winning hopes, and it looks like a really competitive race. Um yeah, Heston Zulander probably just based off the, the time he ran at Redcliffe. But I think the middle trip uh, certainly opens the race up.
1: Mm, it's going to be a very competitive race, that one, and tactics are going to be all important. So that's probably the race I'm most looking forward to tomorrow night. Darren, what's your best bet at Albion Park tomorrow night?
3: Yeah, I thought it uh, was in the Mares race, Chris, race five, horse number three, Misdemeanour. Uh, Gets a draw to find the front here, and a a good front-running mare. She should be uh, her first up run back in Queensland, but back with Nerissa McMullen this time, previously with Ricky Thurlow. It was more than okay. She finished second on that occasion behind Kanye Crusader, who led throughout. So she gets back to mare's company, the mile, finds the front. I think she's very hard to run down, so 5-3, misdemeanour.
1: OK, well, that's the opening leg of the quaddy tomorrow night as well. So do we go one out there with misdemeanour?
3: Yeah, I'd be happy to play her one out if there's any danger. It's probably one, Dancing to the beat who finally got a Mayor's Qualifier last start, but uh, she'll need to, to step up again. Lady Ivana's going really well, so but I'd be happy to play one out with the three. Um, you want me to roll through those there, Chris?
1: Yeah, absolutely, because these other legs are really important. I think they're wide, so we can probably... Uh, uh, the fact that we're going skinny in that opening leg, play a little bit deeper here.
3: Yeah, so that second leg, keen on the chances of number one, Keyang Marvin. He's been going pretty good of late. Sectionally, he's been really good. Um, just sort of not getting conditions to suit some wide gates last time out behind so extra he was really good he can camp just in behind the speed here and uh, and finish over the top got a good record from gate one as well so um, dangers there probably number three Convair Hustler who I marked as the leader so uh, if he gets across he's certainly um, in the thick of it and hit the road jack I think in that race is probably a good option as well so one three four the second leg the third leg race seven Uh, Yeah, go wide here, the Members Cup. I do have Heston Zoolander on top, um, purely off that last start Redcliffe win. His runs prior to that, nothing really going his way. He'd been sort of some bad gates and not really getting into the race. So um, keen on him, but it's a wide open race. Eight Midnight Carmel, just need the gaps. He's flying. Number four, we always have faith. He was able to bounce back to winning form last time out, so he gets a shot there. Number six, Golitz. Going well for Nerissa McMullen, the 2100 trip probably a little bit of a concern from a wide gate but such as the depth of that race he could probably just sort of sit back and watch it unfold and away we go shooting for a hat trick he's going really well as well so 24678. And the final leg, race eight. I thought this was a race in two. Eight Swedish starlet. Just needs the luck to get away from the pegs in time. And number six, of Fear. Absolutely flying for Justin Elkins. So um, bring it home with those two. Six and eight.
1: OK, so three, which is your best bet of the night, misdemeanour in that opening leg, into one, three, four, two, four, six, seven, eight, into six and eight. So there, Darren's early thoughts for tomorrow night. The uh, the dashboard with the uh, the Racing Queensland website, is that up now?
3: Yeah, that's up and running. Uh, driver to follow, I thought, Narissa McMullen gets a good book. She's got Bitcoin and, and Infatuation for uh, Ronnie Sellers. She's then got her own runners, misdemeanour and go lits. And then she picks up a drive for... Um, sister-in-law and brother Chantel and Pete McMullen on King of the North and gets heavenly wisdom in the last in a, in a wide open mares race where it's uh, possible that Richard Hutchinson could train the trifecta
1: Okay, they're the early thoughts of Darren for tomorrow night. Do you have a fancy at this stage for Albion Park, Ryan?
0: Uh, Chris Two horses we've already spoken about in the... I just think the free-for-all, Mac Da Vinci, it's his race to lose, and I'm happy with the $1. fifty quote. And I would like to second what Darren's come up with in the mayor's race. I think Mr Mina can spear out lead and run them a merry dance.
1: OK, so that's race five, number three, race nine, number one. Uh, just going back to those crambin features tomorrow night, race seven is the pacing cup. Just looking at the tab prices here for this event. It's a really strong field. Rock and Roll Do, he's back in action, back from New Zealand. The favourite with tab at this point is Rock and Roll Do, 3.10. Uh, Major Meister, uh, 3.60. Uh, others of interest here, $6 Mac Dan, who backs up from the Inter-Dominion, uh, we've got $7 FireFox, eight fifty about his ideal and then we're looking at double figure odds. So at this early point, which way are you leaning, Ryan?
0: Um, for me, Chris, I can't possibly bet into the race. It just looks too difficult. The only thing I would warn punters about is perhaps steering clear of rock and roll do first up at the short quote from that barrier. He might need a run or two with his main mission being in the new year with the Hunter Cup.
1: Okay, he's been easy in betting too. He's 3.10 out from 2.80. The market mover is Major Meister, who's now with Inter-Dominion winning trainer Jason Grimson. 3.60 after 4.50 was initially bet. The Trotters Cup there tomorrow night, which is race number five. The favourite, uh, we've got Majestuoso Majestuoso, backing up from the Inter-Dominion. He's dollar $1.80. Next best, we're looking at Hopeful Beauty at $5. Majestuoso off the second road. Does that tempt you, Ryan? Uh, not at the odds on... Chris I think he's been building
0: the last month in Melbourne over the inter campaign and into the final um, but no I couldn't possibly take odds on from the back row
1: okay uh, now tonight Gloucester Park race 5 the group 1 golden nugget for the four-year-olds this is going to be a very interesting race uh, fairly open uh, Finvara 360 the amber hair 81 mighty Ronaldo $3 leverage 0 330 himself 81 jumping Jack Mack 550 Pinny tiger 23 uh, elder Tonya 151 El Kima at 151 Tenzing Bromac 26 uh, magnificent 16 and Stamford gets a start he's at $31 so the favorite there mighty Ronaldo at $3 Darren I gave you some homework on Wednesday after Angus Garrard posted win number 500 on Tuesday have you been able to ascertain whether or not he is the youngest driver to reach that milestone
3: Yeah, he certainly is, Chris. He is the youngest in Australia, that is. Obviously not, I doubt any Americans or New Zealanders would have got to the figure either, but uh, yeah, he is absolutely the the fastest 2.500. Um, Just looking at, um, without knowing sort of ages of some of the others, I just thought I had a look at their first three full seasons as well, um, after I worked out he was their fastest there. Um, So... Angus in his first full three full seasons of driving, 492 winners and building this year is his um, third full season. Some of the other ones that you sort of look at, Amanda Turnbull, 207, Chris Geary, 350, Cam Hart, 227. Pete McMullen, 430. Now with Pete, I had to look his one season further on. His first full season of driving was actually impacted by uh, equine influenza year. So uh, we pushed that out. So he got 430 in his first three. If you dial it back to first uh, 100 wins by their, or most wins by their 18th birthday, Pete McMullen used to top that list at 121. Angus Garrett absolutely shattered that out of the water. in excess of 170 winners by his 18th birthday so um, he's on track to to break some big numbers if he continues to to do what he's doing does Angus and and backed it up after Wednesday with a a heat win in that young driver series
1: yeah astonishing numbers no doubt about it so it'll be interesting to see Pete I'm sure owns the record quickest driver to a thousand wins uh, as far as age is concerned so it'll be interesting to see if Angus can get near that record now.
3: Yeah, certainly will, and I think Amanda Turnbull was going close to, to to that record as well. Of the youngest, she really took off in after her first couple of seasons. So um, once she got going, um, she she really took off. But um, yeah, Angus foot first three full seasons is this year's his third season so season one 177 164 and then currently 151 with I think 13 meetings left in the year
1: okay so I think he brought up win number 150 for the year on Wednesday night and Pete brought up win number 250 with that first race uh, result yesterday when my girl Mandy was able to score so both drivers are in super form so a lot to look forward to over the next couple of weeks to see how the season ends up and jack butley you mentioned 150 wins for the season so he's still in front he's gripping on
3: he certainly is he's uh he's hanging in there and i think the lead's back out to seven or eight so um uh, and a couple of nice horses that are yet to start for him have been at the trials so um they're probably starting the next couple of weeks yeah so he's up to six grant dixon closing in on Chantel turpin he's only two off that second place now so making a late season charge
1: Mm, it's going to be very interesting between now and december 31. one final question for you both this morning they are on the track here for our first event we are five minutes away ryan you're fresh back from id22 in melbourne as we know racing queensland the albion park harness racing club they're on the clock now with id23 set to be staged here next year what's the one takeaway from this year's series that you want to see bedded for next year
0: Chris, for me, it is getting the true, full inter-dominion flavour about the series. We need New Zealand participation. We need a sprinkling of horses from WA. That's my biggest takeaway. We need the blend of all the states in New Zealand to make it a true inter-dominion.
1: Okay, uh, Darren, your thoughts? What What do you want to see here next year?
3: Yeah, I agree 100% with that. Like really get that inter-Dominion flavour. It's it's hard to have an inter-Dominion when you, you know, that's effectively Australia-New Zealand where you, you don't really have any New Zealand participation. So getting that is probably right up there. And I think just making sure that not only of that, the best horses do actually come to Queensland for, for that thing and that the calendar um, with feature races in other states complements and works into the inter-dominion being the pinnacle, not trying to, um, you know, keep horses at home for their own particular states.
1: Okay, one final one, uh, and this is a follow-up, because I know Steve was going to ask this, but do you guys expect to see the likes of Leap to Fame, Captain Ravishing, maybe Catch a Wave, competing in the series next year?
3: Uh, I'll jump in there. The, The two interstate ones, no, I think Leap to Fame, Depending how his season goes, I think he'd certainly be there. On, on the old timing, um, you know, he'd be an early season five-year-old, so he will have had a, a pretty easy four-year-old campaign. They don't have a lot sort of penciled in, and the fact that he's missing the, the Chariots of Fire and the um, effectively the Miracle Mile Carnival as well, I think that'll shape for Leap to Fame going around at the end of the year in the series.
1: Ryan?
0: Yeah, I certainly expect uh, Leap to Fame to fly the flag for Queensland and go around in a series like the Inter, and I think he is just the perfect horse for that series, three heats into a final. Captain Ravishing, I would say no. I just think he's too brilliant in some regards to put him through an Inter series. If he was mine, I would just pick and choose the targets that you're setting for.
1: OK, guys, really appreciate the time. Enjoy the weekend, and we'll talk soon. Thank you.